0: All
1: right, everybody. I want to wake you to a special edition of Conversation with a Cancer. I am your cancer, and today is all about a childhood nostalgia thing of mine. A person who backyard wrestled, person who wrestled in school, person who wrestled with his brother, a person who wrestled with his sister's Barbies dolls. Like I was a huge wrestling fanatic. A person who just loved. Wrestling until he got to college. But today's the WrestleMania episode of Conversation with the Cancer. This is episode seven. And I got a special guest with me today. I got a, a black man, a knowledgeable black man, someone that I met through Twitter, and we always just converse back and forth about different things. It's never the same things. And if it is, he just probably telling me I'm wrong because sometimes I'll be just laser focused on my opinion. But I would just like to introduce Teddy Jennings. Teddy, say what's up to the people.
0: What's going on, world? I am the one and only Titty Jenkins. <laughs> so, first and foremost, I always like to ask my guests
1: how they doing. So, how are you doing on a Thursday evening?
0: Uh, I'm, 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 I'm feeling good because I was off work today. Oh, I'm feeling nice. good because I'm off work tomorrow. Oh, so you, you feel good, you feel, you feel great, you feel blessed. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta deal with the little shit, but you know. I ain't gotta wake up and go to work, so mm. that was always that's always
1: a plus. Right, right, right. It's a it's a great way to get into your weekend having two days off. So I'm, hey, I'm feeling that. Exactly. I'm feeling that. So we're kind of still in a pandemic, but you know we hey people back outside, they back outside for real. <laughs> but so how have you Bruh, been I getting do it along? Every day. Oh, for real? So that's what, in, in your field of work, that's what you deal with people constantly like that?
0: Constantly. Like, I, I you know, I'm not, there's no real secret. I work for a big box co- uh, corporation retail, you know, so I'm, I deal with people. I deal with stupid people every day. <laughs> you
1: know
0: what I'm saying? Sure, so like, sure. I get people coming in, you know, people come in my store and they'll be like, where's your electronics section? I'm like, I just like, look around. What, what are you looking for? Because it's just like, it's just the most stupidest question I ever heard when it comes to my job. It's like, where are your electronics? Like, the whole damn store is electronics. Right. Let's, let's, let's just be real. Like, what are you looking for? Right, right, right. But um, with COVID, because um, I've, I've, COVID drove me crazy, but uh, it was a blessing in disguise. So within COVID, um, I was able to buy a house, you know, the house I'm living in now. Uh, I bought that, you know, because I have twins and a gang of other children, um, you know, through marriage. So we need a bigger space. Because During COVID, we was all on top of each other. Like early on, I'm like, okay, you know, kids are at home trying to do homework. Where are they going to do it at? So I'm like, well, we got to get the hell out of this little small-ass house. So you know, we found the house, moved in, did that, you know, bought, bought my first car. You know, I had other cars I bought, got from, you know, passed down, but I bought my first car during COVID. So, I mean, COVID was a blessing in disguise of sorts, but it was also, you know, it was fucking terrible because as a black man, you know, you have your goals you want to accomplish uh, when it comes to your family, you know? And so like, a couple of those goals I knocked out, man. I'm like, okay, well, what's next? And I couldn't. I still haven't figured out what's next. But you know, the general, like, I got again, through that aspect, just moving on with life, trying to figure out what's next. You know, that that's because I feel like I'm succeeding in my main goals, and you know, I'm providing for my family. You know, my kids are happy. My kids are, you know, they living good. They living a good life. So I just try to figure out what's next for me. As a as a black man, as a as a father, as a husband, and just you know everything. So, because I, I, I fell into a, a yeah, I fell into a, a depression, you know, because of COVID. Really? Because I'm like, shit, what is really going on. Yeah, it was bad. I'm like, yeah, I'm to be truthful. I'm still going through it, but I'm out the the deep the deep side of it. You know? Okay. Because you know, I was I took time off of work because I wasn't happy with my job at the time. Mm-hmm. and the job was a part of what was causing the depression. So uh, with doing that, you know, I realized, like, let me just get out this job and take that step. And I did, you know, got out of that position, took a pay cut, but now I don't have to wake up every day. You know, I can go to sleep and not think about work. And mm. that's, that's the beauty that, of the whole
1: thing. That's very important, especially when you're dealing with any type of depression.
0: Yeah dog because like every day you know with the line of work I was in I was in IT with the same company I'm you know I'm still with I was in the IT department so I was traveling so I would leave you know i would be gone for you know a week Mm. a couple weeks you know I might come home but it was just like talking to your children via FaceTime it's not you know my kids would be like daddy you in the basement I'm like "Mm, no I'm nowhere near Mm. (laughs) nowhere near home and you know that just They're two years old, so I I was like, yeah, I need to be home more. I need to take the stress off my wife more. So, you know, I made a decision to transition to another position, take a pay cut. But I needed my happiness more than the money. You know, the money will come back. I know that. Somebody, some shape or form, I'm going to get that money back. But right now, you know, it's just about, you know, getting better and being happy.
1: That's, that's always number one let's be happy I, hey man you know you not ne- you never have any idea what a person's going through especially when you know them outside of real life and so like yeah it's impossible to know that but i think at some point everybody went through something through COVID. you had to like you're human you're yeah. not doing your everyday routine not doing your everyday life so it's just man uh, I'm glad that you're coming out of it though because it would just I couldn't imagine just not being able to function on the level I need to function especially for people that I need to take care of on a daily basis so I'm glad that you're finding a way to come through that man and I know that was a tough choice to not a tough choice but to take a pay cut but sometimes I don't think people realize how much peace matters in and out of the household. Exactly, like, It matters so much. Like I have peace in my job. I want more, but I have peace. Like I have total peace. I'm never stressed. I'm never depressed. I have peace, but I want more. So I can't imagine. I tell people all the time, do what you love. Cause if you don't, you're going to be sad. Either you make a lot of money or you do what you love. Exactly.
0: And yeah. that, that, that's where I'm at right now. I'm trying to find, what I love to do, so right now while I'm in it, I'm just staying in this job, because it gives me everything else, you know, and like on a day-to-day, I'm good, you know, whereas if I was doing the job I was doing, oh, I'd be miserable, you know, and, you know, like, because I I still talk to the people that I used to work with, they was in Michigan for like a month, they was in Indiana for like three weeks, I'm like, yeah, that ain't gonna work for me, Chief. And then, like, in the next couple of months, they about to be in Buffalo for like three months. I'm like, yeah, no. Nah. 90 days? Are y'all allowed to
1: come home when y'all go for 90 days?
0: Uh, yeah. But it's not easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you kind of got to take turns, in a sense. Mm.
2: Like,
0: some some people will go be able to go home. I mean, like, in Buffalo the a situation where it's not far. You know, not like, it's not too far. But, like, I was in Dallas one time for a month, you know, of course I couldn't fly home. I had to stay, stay in Dallas. But right. at the time I was single, so it was okay. Right. So that's why I, I love the job. But if I was married and I had to be in Dallas for a month, ooh, I don't know if I would've came home to a house. You know, I think my wife would've probably burned the bitch down or
2: something.
1: <laughs> we were almost <laughs> be neighbors. Totally because you almost moved on my street when I used to live in Euclid. I don't live in Euclid anymore, right. but you almost moved on my street. So that would have... Hey, man, the world is small. I don't care nobody say The world is small.
2: Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. So so listen. Right, right, right. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm still a Euclid, man. Oh, that's good, man. I hope you stay. I, I miss Euclid, but I don't miss that Euclid doesn't have... Euclid doesn't have anything but food and highways, in my opinion. It's so much food, and you have direct access to the highway. Euclid has nothing else.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. that. I mean, like, that's the main reason why we stayed in Euclid, because of the highway access. Because, like, when my job at the time, I was traveling. I'm like, I need to hop on the freeway real quick.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But other than that, yeah, it ain't shit to do. It ain't, it ain't nothing but food. No, I feel man. like I put on about, since the pandemic, I put on, started, I put on 30 pounds. Oof. You still yeah. working out, though? Like I, Nah, not as much as I because remember the gym was closed for, you know, extended period of time and then my kids were getting older, so I couldn't go to the gym late like I used to do it. because, right. you know, then I had because I would go to the gym like one, two o'clock in the morning and you know, I'll get up at seven, eight o'clock. But when my kids getting older, they get up at six o'clock. So I gotta be up at like six thirty, seven o'clock and you know, you need to sleep. Right. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out a time that's good for me and my kids to go work out. Okay, but um you know, it's also part of the depression that it just I wasn't motivated. So when you, would you lack motivation, how are you going to do
1: something? <laughs> it took me a long time to get my motivation back because besides going to work and going to the gym, I would just come home during the pandemic. I would come straight home after work, or I would go right. to the gym and come straight home. I wasn't doing nothing for a while, but so. Uh, you ever go to Baby D's on one hundred eighty fifth by VA by St. Joseph?
0: Uh, the food from them.
1: Man, they chicken go and bang. I don't care nobody said they chicken wings bang.
0: It, it wasn't like cause me. And my wife didn't like it. I liked it, but I'm not gonna buy all the time. I might have had a bad order, or you know, I'm gonna give it another chance, but I just don't know when. That makes sense. But it's, it's so much food, dog. It's so much food, and that's that's. It's a dangerous game.
1: So much food. It's not even funny. I Listen, bro, I used to eat so much over there. I used to go to the bakeries and stuff like that. But I kind of miss Euclid, but <clears throat> I'm closer to a lot more stores out here in Garfield Heights. But Garfield Heights ain't much better. It's just I got so much access to so many stores over here, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was in Southside. I, I missed the Southside. I ain't gonna lie.
1: <laughs> I used to live in Parma. most people I, used, I know. Yeah, I used to live in Parma, and I, and I thought Parma was the best place I ever lived because of the shopping out there. I can get to anything I wanted from at Parma. I felt like Parma was a hub, and you had Strongsville, North Royalton, and then you had um, Seven Hills, and I was just anything I wanted was in a ten to fifteen minute drive. That was perfect for me. Um, but so let me ask you a question. I, at three years old, saw uh, Hulk Hogan's racist ass slam Andre the Giant. At your earliest memory, when do you remember you discover wrestling?
0: Okay, so it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's going to be two a double sided thing. Okay. So the, my first memory was um, flipped through channels and on HBO and at the time they were doing like um they were showing a WrestleMania. Don't know which one was, but I just remember Hacksaw Jim Duggan coming out with the two by four The Bang Fight. But I didn't I didn't really watch it. I was I was young. I didn't know I'm like right. okay, it to something else. But the time where I like what planned to see randomly flipping through, it was like it was a Saturday Saturday afternoon, at evening about 6.43, flipping through, and I turned to TBS. And Johnny B. Bad is on. He's doing one of his promos. And, you know, at the time, I didn't know who the hell he was. But I'm like, who's this little Richard-looking dude? (laughs) So I'm intrigued. So I'm, I'm watching. I sat there and watched, and then, you know, kept watching. And next thing I know, my body, my mind is like, I need more. Where, mm-hmm. where can i find this mm-hmm. so you know i popped i, I no it was there was no guide i'm like well i don't know what this is i think i went to whatever it was called before the tv guide station i went and it said wcw saturday night all right so that means i gotta watch this every saturday so after that next weekend 605 on the dot to, to the superstation and I started watching, and ever since then, I was watching wrestling. It's Now, it's weird that I started with WCW. I don't even know how I came to start watching WWF. But I think I figured through my friends, because I knew who Hulk Hogan was, you know, but I mean, like, I didn't know where to watch him at. Right. Was like, 90,
1: 93? I was going to say 92, because I don't know. I don't remember when he came to WCW um, WWF, Mark Mero. I want to say 94, 95,
0: because yeah. it was doing a raw era. No, he came he, – yeah, he came in 96. Okay. But he took a year off. So I feel like it was 93, 94 when I first saw him. He was acting like a good guy at the time. So that that's that, that's, that's what also, you know, because looking back, like, on the, with the WWE Network, you saw that he was a heel and then, you know, became a face. So he was a good guy. And so I'm like that's what also but yeah, it was it was the W C W Saturday night and I will never forget that unless I get Alzheimer's, but
1: <laughs> which I, is all <laughs> possible. But I remember I remember him being there and he definitely looked like little Richard. My goodness, they had his face caked up like that for real. Cause he did. He not not unintentionally. He intentionally hit just the way his, his face. Right. He looked like little Richard. So they purposely caked his face up, made his facial hair like that. So yeah, man, I remember that too, because he used to wear them jackets that zipped up or something, they had the little frillies on the side and it was cut off.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, he, he had the boas.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I remember he used to do backflips off the top rope. I'm like, this dude talented. hell. I remember him. Yeah, yeah. I My my earliest memory is my brother. My oldest brother liked it. So I just naturally watched him. But the thing that got me was, I think that was WrestleMania 3, Andre versus Hogan. Was that 3?
0: I think I'm so. I'm
1: feeling like that was 3. I think that was 3. And I was like, he, he just slammed that big man. Like, that blew my mind. I was like, wow. Because you know when you're three, you don't know what's real or fake. So right. I've, al- I've always watched wrestling, but I think that's when I started paying attention. And, you know, that's when Hogan went into the Warrior thing. and right. I remember how Mr. Perfect captivated me with the spitting his gum and throwing stuff over his shoulder. I'm like, what this is entertaining as hell, and then once your friends like the same thing you like? Then you really get into it. So that's what it was for me, man. It was that was my earliest. So before we talk about WrestleMania, who is your favorite wrestler
0: of all time? You, you know, it's one of those things. Like as the, as the older I get, and the more wrestling I'm watching, and the more I go back. And then what you know, it's always evolved because like you know I'll have usually any other day you might catch me I'm like oh it's gonna be Ric Flair, but then you know there's gonna be days I'm gonna be like eh it's Ron Simmons because you know I might put in everything that he's done so I mean like I I I can't you know then I might even say the Undertaker because I if I look back at my childhood I, my mother bought me all the Undertaker figures. I, do I, no, yeah, I do. I got still got it. It's a talking Undertaker that says, rest in peace. Wow. Like, it's, it's huge, but I, I still have it. It's part of my collection. I might even, I might even say Vader, you know, it always, it evolves and changes because there's so many influential wrestlers to who I am that I can like, oh, that's my favorite, and, you know, Next day, ah, uh, maybe that's my favorite. I don't know who's my favorite mm-hmm. because it just it's it's so many varieties.
1: So, quick my quick thought on Big Van Vader. Not only was Vader amazing to me, but then I saw him on Boys Meets World, and I'm like, Oh shit, like that was my first time outside of Hogan seeing somebody really cross over because I don't think I I paid attention right. to, to the Undertaker being in suburban commando, you know, I just as right. I got older, I'm like, oh, shit, that's Mark. Like, But Vader right in Boy Meets World, and he was speaking, and he was doing backflips. I'm like, this dude is incredible. Like, that just blew my mind. But my top two wrestlers never changed. Once I got old enough, I just made the decision. Psycho Sid and Kurt Angle. And Psycho Sid because I never seen a character like that. And Kurt Angle just because he can wrestle anybody, any type of match, any type of style. Yeah. Um, but Psycho Sid was the first wrestler that kind of made me scared and intimidated, and it made me worried about like, whoa, like, this nigga really eater of worlds? He really out here crazy like that? Like, <laughs> you know, Sid had that 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 personality. I was like, whoa, I was taken back. Yeah. Man. So those are my top two. But after that, it gets really jumbled because there's so many great. Things. Yeah,
0: let me leave somebody out. You got to, and that that's that's like yeah. One day I'm going to sit down and really decide who is my favorite favorite. And I mean, like, you know what? I'm probably, he's probably the worst actual wrestler. But I I remember the most memories with him. Also a warrior. Just because as a child, I remember my mother, we went to some event and they had little uh warrior masks that you put on. And I, I thought I was the Warrior. I ran around the house you know, doing the theme music in my mouth, you know, just doing that. And I just remember like just because of that energy that he brought every time to the ring, no matter what, no matter how far he had to run, I remember him running down the steps at the Trump Plaza at WrestleMania, like, dude, you're gonna bust your ass. Bruh, the
1: Trump Plaza coming down the steps is my greatest WrestleMania memory, because I always was like, that was incredible that y'all walked down all of them steps to wrestle. It must have been 50 to 80 steps. There was a lot of steps. And there yeah. was the, them old school, hard carpet over, like, real right. concrete. Um, but Um, Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, and Ric Flair are the definitions of sports entertainment. When you talk about wrestling sports entertainment, them are my top three. Because that's what they did. Ric Flair and Macho Man were great wrestlers, but they entertained at a high level. Well, Ultimate Warrior, like I said, he really couldn't wrestle, oh, yeah. but he was... Shaking the ropes. Who thought shaking the ropes could change how you view wrestling? Like, so for me, that's it. But okay, so Saturday, Sunday. Well, before I get to that, did you ever think we would see WrestleMania on two nights ever in our lifetime?
0: Like, I never even Uh-oh. thought about that. No, I didn't. I really thought Vince was going to just do it an all day thing. So it was going to start at like one hmm He had the pre-show at twelve and then go off until about eleven, twelve o'clock. That's what I thought he was gonna happen. Cause that's where that's where it was trending to.
2: Yeah, so, I thought
1: I thought be- maybe he would switch it to Saturdays, but I never thought he would figure out. And he only had to do two days because of the pandemic. The pandemic right. changed a lot of stuff. So that yeah. was wild for me. Yeah. Cause, I- cause,
0: cause you know, uh New Japan they, there's just two nights. Uh, Retro Kingdom is two nights. So I mean, like, so for me, I'm like, oh, maybe that's why he's doing it. But you know, real reality, it's the pandemic, and you couldn't, you couldn't really put two, because they were doing it in uh, the performance center. So I was like, really, you want to do this for eight hours? Mm, no, nah, let's just shorten this shit. Right. I think it's the smartest thing he could do. It brought in so much money for, um, for Tampa last year. Brought in. I think a hundred million to for Dallas, so I mean, wow, this is going forward is going to be the thing. Yeah, and I'm and I'm probably I mean, the of- whole Saturday night, the whole Saturday night pay per views was a smart thing which he should have been doing in the first place. I mean, like yeah, for us kids, it was great because you know as soon as that goes off, we ready to go to school and talk about it. Right, but you know, you also had to realize children had to go to school the next day, you know, so <laughs> kids missed out on certain events, you know, parts of it because it didn't go off until 10 o'clock. And, you know, some kids had to be in bed.
1: Right. Right. I'm, I'm glad he made the adjustment. Cause I always feel like in my old age of 37, that Vince is in the way, but then he does stuff like that. And you be like, Vince still got it. Um, but. All right. So let's get into it. WrestleMania 38 was Saturday and we had two, four, six, seven matches on day one so let's talk about the lows of day one i wouldn't say there were any lows of day one um okay yes i will seeing the guy get injured like that was you never you never want to see that like because we always think it's a shoot because we never know and I didn't see them throw
0: up the X, right. So
1: I just thought like, oh, okay. Well, he just he couldn't hold him. Like, yeah, I
0: think he like he might have just pulled something.
1: Yeah, yeah. But to find out he he tore something, like, dog, that's he held them both up there for at least three or four seconds before it tore. So uh speedy recovery to Rick, I think it's Rick Boogs or Rick Box. Um, hope you're able to Rick come Boogs. back. Rick Boogs, yeah. Um, other than that. I wouldn't say this is a low, but I was surprised that Charlotte didn't lose. Like, you build Ronda up to come back and be this thing, and then you have her lose to Charlotte. Like, they must really love Charlotte or really, you know, however high prestige that Ronda didn't beat her for the belt. Um, Those would be my only two lows. Um, I even like the Corbin and Drew McIntyre. You knew uh, McIntyre was going to win, but Corbin was able to – Entertain it long enough. So that would be my two lows of day one. What would be your lows for day one?
0: Um, my number one low is the Ronda Rousey Charlotte uh, match. Um, Ronda has hasn't really improved in her time being there. She's she's stayed the same. So it's kind of, um, like come on, you gotta you gotta improve at some point her her promos like the build up of it bothered me more than anything. Mm. That 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 made it, you know, I knew it wasn't gonna be a great match. I, I had moments where it could have been great, could have turned, you know, for better, but it never really turned corner. For me, I was I was already I was already riding the high of Cody returning, um, for and then I was already ready for Stone Cold and KO. So it was it, to me. I would put Charlotte versus uh versus Ronda after Cody, you know, because that that was a you know that should have, that should have been the the match before the main event. Charlotte and Ronda should have you know because she won the Royal Rumble should have been the main event, but it just it was a mess. That's all I can think, man.
1: Rhonda can't oh, wrestle.
0: It was, it was a bathroom break.
1: She yeah. can't, she can't yeah. wrestle. Rhonda has the same thing. Same thing that happened to her in UFC, the same thing that's going on in WWE. She can't wrestle and she doesn't know how to adapt. She knows how to do one thing and one thing great. And, yeah. and that's what's it? Jiu jitsu or judo, whatever one she's great yeah. at. That's it. And they just keep letting her do it. And people have to carry her. Like, her promos are terrible. Like, I think her promos are, are worse than Bianca. At least Bianca's trying. Like, Bianca just doesn't. Bianca has personality, but she doesn't know how to deliver promos. Rhonda don't have neither one of those.
0: Neither. So, so I, I, love, I love Bianca. If I have to knock her promos, it's not that she can't deliver. It's the fact that she has to be a face. She has to be nice. She has to be, she has to smile. When when she's a heel, we're going to see better promos. We're going to see what we really want from her. For me, at least I know, I know if she's a heel, she'll be more relaxed and the promos are going to come off like that. And then, you know, we'll get the hair whipped all the time. I can't wait, you know, when that heel turn finally happens in like two years.
1: Okay, hey, so before we go to the high, you think they're gonna make Bianca go heel? Like she's one of those people I think that always has to be a face. Like I just I can't see it, but like you, how you're describing it, that sounds great. But I can't see Bianca becoming a heel.
0: Well, see that's the thing. Like when she was in NXT, she was a heel. Oh, she was a full on heel. Yeah, so she can. She has it. She has to like her, her and and Montez. You make them heels to the moon, to the moon. (laughs) I I can't, I I feel Montez has the the potential to have the same trajectory as Shawn Michaels, if pushed correctly. Mm. Because look, look, if you turn off everything else when he's on, look at him in ring. That boy, that boy, that boy bad.
1: I just was watching SummerSlam 2005, Michaels versus Hogan. And the way Shawn Michaels was selling Hogan, it was incredible. At one point, Hogan ran up to the turnbuckle, slammed his head on the turnbuckle. Shawn Michaels jumped on the bottom turnbuckle. When he slammed his head, he front flipped off. I said, oh, my God. Like, the thought process like, I got to sell everything his old ass do. Like, if Montez could do stuff like that, like you said, he's out of here. He's out of here.
0: I'm I'm gonna tell you like this about that match, Sean did that out of spite. Everything all the overselling was out of spite because they changed the finish of the match. He was supposed to go over.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: Hogan uses his pull, like, nah, I can't I can't lose to this guy. I can't I can't lose to Sean Michaels. Typical Hogan. So Sean was like, okay, i i I'll lose, but I'm I'm about to have fun with it, and that's what he did.
2: Because oh, wow. you,
0: you don't you I don't rem- I don't even remember the finish of the match. Like I don't remember, but I remember all the over the top sales that Sean was doing that match. And it had to piss off Hogan. It had to.
1: I I think you know uh...
0: know what I mean like it's just it's just Shawn Shawn at that time Sean knew you know you know Shawn was a Chinese man, but he like you know what. I'm I'm going to fuck you over one way.
1: (laughs) Right. Because you just fucked me over. Right. He's got a reputation for that. He's got a reputation for that. Okay. So let's talk about our highs from day one. You know, of course, let's just say it. Stone Cold coming back was the greatest thing for WrestleMania 38. Because it gave everybody a reason to watch. If you're a Roman Mm -hmm. fan, you're probably going to watch Sunday. But if you're a wrestling fan, you watch both. But Stone Cold gave you a reason to watch. And I think, like, I was so nervous because he, he just looked old. He felt old. Mm-hmm. He took bumps. He took a, a suplex outside. Mm-hmm. I was so worried for him. I'm like, oh, no. But he was able to pull it off. I,
0: I wasn't worried. I was, I was impressed. I was impressed. I was you, impressed you that he had, took
1: it. He hasn't wrestled, what, 80 said 18 years? And he's 56, 19. 57, 19. Like, dog, yeah. like. Man, Stone Cold, salute to you for giving that to us one last time. Like that was beautiful. Right. Um, so Stone Cold was my highest high. I I know it was Stone Cold, but I think they could have put Cody and Seth last because they put on like once you get because at the beginning of the yeah. match was the match was slow, it was kind of sloppy, but once they got it going and they figured out how to make it go cohesively, that was a great match. That was a great match. Bianca and Becky was a good match too. Uh, Bianca took a real kick to the face, and I ain't seen her eyelash since. Um, uh, Logan Paul was very impressive. Oh yeah, I was. Um, I wasn't expecting him to be able to do the things he did.
0: So okay, yeah. So yeah, Stone Cold and Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens carried that match. I mean, even though you know Stone Cold did great. But Kevin Owens carried that match by the overselling, by taking, you know, he took that ass whooping. He took it. And, you know, I'm proud of him, you know. Because you remember early year talk to, you know, not talks of him, but, like, people chattering that he he's he's disgruntled and he's ready to go. They were talking about that he would go to AEW. And then there like, people already plotting on the reunion of Mount Rushmore. You know, that's the Young Bucks. Uh, adam cole and and kevin owens and i'm like dog you we gotta let go of this nostalgia of the indies in a sense because these these guys have families now you know and they gotta they gotta put food on the on the plate going to aew you're gonna make money but you ain't gonna make wwe money and And that's what it all boils down to so
1: And that's an easy sell for Vince. Like, I understand you want your freedom. I'll let you go. You got 60 days where you can't compete nowhere else. But I can offer you more money, more opportunities, bigger platform than anybody else. And Kevin Owens was so over. I think this is just my opinion. When Jericho left, he had Kevin Owens so over from that best friend thing they were doing. Like, Kevin Owens just carried it. And then he wrestled, wrestled Sami Zayn some more. Um... So I think he was sober. But you. anybody who watched knew that Kevin Owens was going to have to carry because you can't ask Stone Cold to carry But at some point, at some part, Stone Cold was – I was like, oh, my goodness, he's carrying this. He's throwing him outside the ring. He's beating him up outside the ring. He's interacting. I'm like, damn, he still kind of got it. Um, So those were my highs from day one. Um, But like I said, like, I think some people just haven't figured out in the business, like – I'm not a big Becky yeah. Lynch fan, but she has it figured out. I'm a great heel. I can put you over. I can be mad about it, and I can just work it until I can't work it, and I have to move on It's Like, she gets it. She gets it. Um, who else gets it? Kevin Owens gets it. Um, Uso's get it, too. I think they've been done at disservice. Yeah. Vince McMahon, I know he cares about them, but he doesn't feature them. Like, in my opinion, no disrespect to Shinsky and, and, and Rick. They they shouldn't have been wrestling them. Give them serious oh, no. wrestling match. Give them something they can show how great they are. You know, they even have great ring gear because sometimes that's kind of not a good thing anymore. People don't really have great right. ring gear. Like, shout out to the oozos, man, because they are they are professionals, not outside the ring. Them dudes can't stay out of trouble, but you know.
0: And and that and that's why. They're in the position they're in now, granted, if it wasn't for Roman he would have been fired <laughs> if it wasn't for the bloodline storyline, they would probably still be around, but Jimmy just had to be when he got back, not so even like, not he,
1: even he three months money. ago, not even three months ago, yeah. I think um yeah, yeah, I think um. I will get the Roman, and when we talk about day two, but that bloodline thing is really amazing, especially after me after you told me there's more of them out there. I was like, oh, this could go on forever, <laughs> like that yeah. shit. So
0: yeah, we're we gonna we're going we're going jump back to that. So um, my highs was the worst kept secret. Cody Rhodes returning. Mm-hmm. That was the high. That was worst. that was probably behind him because we all knew he was coming back. But there was stories like the week before that he was, you know, having cold feet, and he was going to go back to AEW. There was rumors that he was going back to AEW to run uh, Ring of Honor. It was, it was. Wrong there. They thought he wasn't signing. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, he is. And you want to know why he's signing? The money. And what did he say? I had my kid. I knew I needed to go back. So I was like, you know, once you a lot of guys at AEW have children. They learn how to make the money stretch from doing indie work. But when you come from, you know, indie to go to the big league, and then you go back, you know, think about going back, you're like, eh, this money too good
2: mm-hmm.
0: to, you know, leave it here. Like, yeah, I get to work less days, but that's on a million dollar contract, right? You know what I'm saying? Like I can't with Sammy, Kevin, uh, AJ, you got a lifestyle to uphold. You know what I'm saying? So you 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 probably got these nice ass houses. You take a pay cut, you're moving. And your kids gotta readjust to li living with less.
2: Yeah.
0: And you know, most people don't want to do that to the children.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That rem- that- um, but yeah, coach I was like Cody Cody being the high, that match was phenomenal. Um I I I had the feeling that Cody was gonna go over when I you know, but it's just like like if if he didn't go over, I'm like, how would you push Cody going forward then? You know? Mm-hmm. Like them I I give it to Seth for taking it, you know, being okay with it. Because you got you gotta you gotta got to look at the run that that Seth was on. Seth was on a uh, is on one of the best runs of his career. So like for him to be you know to bite that pin, he, hey, I applaud you.
1: Yeah, I don't think um, I don't think Seth that, really then, cares about wrestling so much more than he cares about entertaining. I think he likes promos and the suits. Yeah. I don't think he really cares about the matches as much as he cares about his promos.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. No, he's, he is a pure sports entertainer. Like even though if you know his background, you know, he started in Indies, he's a ring honor, you know, veteran himself, but the transformation of him, he's a WWE guy, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he bleeds WWE. Which is hilarious. I'm not say hilarious, but it was like he almost forget. He, I feel like he's forgotten his roots at, almost. Like he's so into Seth Rollins, like he doesn't even think about Tyler Black. That, that's how I look at him. Um, so like he, because like the way he defends WWE, it's it's on a whole nother level.
1: He he's he's the next Triple H, in in terms of yeah. his, that's that's the path he's on it. Like Randy Orton's a lifer, Triple H a lifer, Rip Flair's a lifer. You know, certain guys, that's all they're going to do is just wrestle. They'll do a couple of things yeah. here and there, but that's it. That's it. So let's move over to night two. Night two had a lot of downs for me. So let's start with the lows. My number one low, and it's probably might be your number one low, is why the hell was the New Day wrestling? It just made no sense. The match made zero
0: sense. I'm gonna tell you like this. The runtime of the match, one minute and 40 seconds. Is that it? That was it. I'm gonna tell you this. I went to the bathroom thinking that the match was gonna be at least five, seven minutes. I come back, it's it's the Undertaker on my screen again. (laughs) For the third night, oh man, that was hilarious,
1: man. I just, I felt bad for them because they just, they're like the oozles. Sometimes they really do get the short end of the stick, and them dudes are highly entertaining. Now, Big E is not here. Hopefully, he gets his neck situated and he figures out he doesn't need wrestling anymore because I'm not wrestling after breaking my neck. Not the way he broke his neck, but
0: well. I- well- I'm I'm gonna wrestle. Um, if I was him, I'd still wrestle. But you also have to. He's gonna be more picky about who he gets in the ring with. Okay. Because Ridge, Ridge's is, is still fresh. Ridge's maybe, maybe four years into wrestling.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He's a he was a former uh, soccer player. Um. Him himself is coming off a, a freak injury. Uh, a couple years back he uh tore up his whole leg, knee leg, you know, from a move in uh, NXT. But Big he, E's gonna have to change his style of wrestling. So, you know, you know how you like to jump through the ropes and you know do that dive. That's out the book. You know, like he's not gonna there's certain there's certain moves he's not gonna take because of his neck. Everybody that's broken their neck, Stone Cold Kurt Angle, they, they all, they, 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 you know, they talk to you know, their opponents and like, Hey, I'm not taking this move because of my neck, you know? So like long as he adapts his, his wrestling style, he's going to be fine. It's just, we're not going to see certain moves out of his his playbook anymore.
1: But I mean, he was Um, having a a prosperous career outside of wrestling already with the Doing the boxing uh, intros and doing the, the NASCAR yeah. intro, so I mean, like he can make money outside of wrestling. But I hear what you're saying.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, with, with Biggie, he has a voice that will um, translate into um, voiceover work. So that that's what he'll be able to fall up fall back on. Um, like uh, Xavier has the G4 channel. You know, he's a host on that channel. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, he uh, uh, campaigned, and they, they end up hiring him. Um, I was disappointed because, like, with it being WrestleMania, not to hear him do the intro to,
2: all oh, WrestleMania. Like,
0: I thought right. he could have come out and do, did that. But I'm glad that they didn't do that if they were going to lose.
1: And I don't understand the reason of putting Sheamus over at WrestleMania. Sheamus don't need to be put over at all.
0: Um, I, I think it was just because they had the match and they're like, all right, forget it. Let's just, let's just do something because I feel like it was going to be a triple threat match if Big E didn't break his neck. It was going to be a six, six man tag, excuse me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was going to be a six man tag, you know, cause they got Butch, you know, so that would have, that would have been an entertaining match if Big E didn't break his neck, but um, yeah, that was a low, uh, The McMahon beating uh, Pat Pat McAfee was, I won't say it was a low, but the the, the after was, him pinning Pat was the low. And then taking that terrible stunner was attached to that. That was the worst stunner I ever seen in my life. Um, On any level. Kids take better stunners than that. I've, I've, I've seen... I seen, yeah, that was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life on on a WrestleMania. Um, I, was,
1: I was so scared for him. I was like, oh my gosh, Vince couldn't take a kick to the stomach. Get him out of here.
0: Yeah. No, no, but the fact that he took the kick and then stumbled into the ropes, I'm like, bruh. But when he took it, I'm like, please don't die. Please don't die in this ring. Because he, he, he laid there motionless for a second. I'm like, please don't lie. And then when they, came back, and he started moving, I'm like, oh, thank God, because I'm about to say, he died in this ring. <laughs> I don't know what's about to happen.
1: Bruh, listen. Not only did he take a horrible stunner, but he came down knee first, and his body was going backwards like this. I was like, oh, my gosh. Um,
0: but-, but you, you want to know what's funny, though? When they edit for, you know, TV to show, show the replay, it made it look like he took a good stunner. Right, I was, I was, I was I'm dying like,
1: when I saw that.
0: Kevin, <laughs> I'm like Kevin Dunn, you fuck up 99 percent of the time. Just the one percent of the time where you did great because this uh, edit is phenomenal. That's Kevin Dunn. Yeah. Wow. I've heard all that in a long cuts,
2: time.
0: All the ugly cuts that you, it's Kevin.
2: <laughs>
0: like, why are you cutting so much? I I feel like an epileptic kid. Like,
2: mm.
0: you cutting too much. You don't need to move this camera this much. Like this it's okay. Say you can say at this angle. Um Yeah, those those are my two lows. Okay. The night wasn't full of lows. It was just full of man. Yeah. It wasn't it, was just, it wasn't spectacular. So um, so let's talk let's go, let's
1: move forward to the highs. Now I wouldn't say there's a high, but I just want to mention it. Bobby lastly versus almost and RK Bros versus Street Fires versus Street Profits versus Alpha Alpha Academy. Those those matches wasn't highs, but they weren't lows either, but they was like you said, "Eh, I get it. You need to feature them. Yeah. You got to feature Randy Orton in some way. He's going to get featured." Right. Um, I didn't expect them to keep the belts, but hey, those guys, all them guys are really over right now. Um, I want to say something. Chad Gable is the definition of a wrestler like you put him in there? He's oh, yeah. going to wrestle. Like I, I don't know if they did this to get him a crowd favorite, but they need to get him away from Otis. I don't. I'm not an Otis fan, not because of anything. Just he just doesn't belong with Chad Gable. Chad needs to be out there uh, moving up the ladder.
0: So, him the move with Otis was to move Otis away from. Being a lovable fat guy,
2: because
0: mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, Vince loves comedy, mm-hmm. but Vince was just, he wasn't really a fan of Otis' comedy. Um, I like, I like, I like Chad Gable. The issue is for him, he, he's too short. He's 5'8, you know what I'm saying? Like,
1: <laughs> is that why they took the Vince money loves- to bank away from him?
0: Well, from oldest, yeah. Funny thing about Otis, me and Otis are the same, same height. I'm like, really? He's just strong as shit. But yeah, that's why he took it away from him. They just they knew that they couldn't go forward with him being a championship contender. Uh, but Gable, you see what he does every time. Any gimmick you give him, he works it to death, and he work. You know, he does it great. Like this whole the shoosh, you know. Like that, that's over. It's over. Like fuck. Like it's a shirt. That's a shoes. Um, but yeah, if he wasn't short, he would probably be the next Kurt Angle. Ah. If 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 if, if Chad Gable was six foot two, next Kurt Angle, guaranteed. Mm. But because he's five foot eight, he's stuck being the tag team specialist that he is, but, um, that,
1: but they shouldn't because Ray Mysterio was what? Five
0: or five, five. He's, he's five, four, but it's Ray Mysterio. Like there, there's certain people who get certain pushes, you know, mm-hmm. like Sean Michaels is like five, 10, five, 11, you know, but because of what he did in the ring, the entertainment aspect, that's why he got the push. He got, um, Ray Steele, just he he brings in the uh, the Latino community. what that bring? More money. Think about it. Think about everybody that he's brought in, like Alberto. He's taller, but he can't he he could wrestle. But he can't bring in the people like Ray Steele did. Sankara. He can't he, he, he had the entrance. He had the look. He couldn't wrestle. <laughs> and he couldn't bring in people. Raymond Steele is Raymond Steele is, is a gift of God to wrestling. He gives little people hope, and I mean he's entertaining as hell. I'm glad he tried. He he's adapted his style to add on to his longevity. Because remember, his knees are. I think mean, he had double knee surgery. He got you know, his knees are shot. He's still guess, bouncing around like, like that. Yeah, like, he, he had knee surgery. I think he had hip surgery. He's, he's, he's been through a lot in that ring.
1: His biopic um, is going to be great.
0: But, <laughs> oh, yeah. But, and like, that's, that's low-key one reason why they did the – on the WWE uh, 2K22, to showcase. Like, that'll show you like – that'll give you a good look at his career and, like, that man been working, like – his, w, his WCW days, yeah, yeah. But you also have to realize he also wrestled on ECW too. Yeah, yeah. So and you
1: right. got
0: ECW, WCW. He's been he's been wrestling since ninety. He's been wrestling on TV since like ninety five.
1: His this his two thousand twenty two. His cruiserweight championship days versus like Ultima Dragon and Dean Malenko, and his outfits he used to wear—the the purple one he wore to Halloween—having Halloween. like Rey Mysterio always knew yep. he understood entertaining and being flashy. So I agree with that. Yeah. So let me ask you a question: Where would you put the tag team championship, women's tag team championship match? Is that a high or, low or Is That in the mid for you? Uh,
0: it's a high because two black women are are champions. that that's 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 why it's a high like no matter no matter what it's a high because in in wrestling this is the 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 golden age for women black women wrestlers there's so many there's there's so many black women that are champions now uh because you got them you got bianca um impact you got um I don't know her name, Tasha but that's
1: steals. that's the short Mexican black chick, right? Yeah,
0: Puerto
1: yeah, yeah. Rican. Puerto Rican, excuse she, me. Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican Rica black. Puerto Rican black. Um Jay, Ca- Jay uh, Cargar with her fine ass. Jay <laughs> <laughs> bruh, she cold. <laughs> <laughs> and and she yes. and she wrestles so aggressive. I'll be like, God dog. Oh, I thought she kicked that one chick's shoulder off. And, yeah. And so with with
0: uh Jay. Like she's, she's so new to this still. Like she's 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 a rookie and it's just with AEW getting Daniel Bryan that helped her become a better wrestler because now she's actually learning how to wrestle because she gets to talk to one of the greatest wrestlers in the world.
2: Mm. She gets to
0: learn from people, you know. If, if you if you watch her matches now. You can see the growth. It's not that much, but you still see growth. So that mm. means she's learning. You know, she's not just um, a great example of somebody not growing. She's not like Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> <What the hell? laughs> I
1: mean, hey, chill on the hallway. with my man. Trying to get fans around his arm. I'm like, nigga, how you get that stuff on there?
0: But no, no, no. What always made me laugh? The nigga wore uh, three. He pads on each leg. He had a, he had on his knees, and then he had two on his thighs.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: I know he had a lot of heat backstage. He wasn't well received. wasn't really liked a lot.
0: He was not liked um, because he was he was told things, and instead of just keeping it to himself, he would talk about it to to other people in the locker room, which read people wrong. Because, uh, you know you what they tell you when they sign you, you know, you you you're not supposed you I mean you're supposed to believe it, but you gotta wait your turn. And he would think like he's next up when the, nigga, he's not next up. <laughs> you still got time. You mm-hmm. gotta you gotta get better. So And you was wrestling
1: so against me, I, I, you was wrestling against Ron you Simmons. That, rest- right. You wrestling against Ron Simmons. They are grooming you like they're not gonna let you get around Ron if Ron don't believe you got something. You know what I'm saying? Look what Ron did for D Lo Mark it. Henry's career. Yeah. He look what Ron did for if there was no nation of domination, we would have never got the rock we got. In my mind, I don't that's the only way I see
0: no, it. You're a hundred percent right. Well without, without Ron Simmons in general, I really feel like give ron simmons black wrestling fans to give ron simmons more flowers than we do because without him there's He's, not a lot of us he
1: he was the first the first yeah power slam big van vader won that chip
0: yeah the first so. and think about that look how long it took for us to get what we got i think i think who was next booker t
1: so ron simmons the Rock, Booker T. Wait. No, I think Booker T won it before The Rock. No, The Rock was yeah, already champion. No, The Rock was already champion in 99 before Booker T won it in 2000. Yeah. So, Ross Simmons, yeah. The Rock, Booker T, Mark Henry. And Mark Henry, uh, when he beat Randy Orton, that was like 2011, so that was such a bit, like almost another 10, 9, 10 year gap. Yeah. And then he won it in 2011, and then Kofi didn't win it to 2019. Um, Kofi had that short reign, and then after Kofi, um, Big E, right? Mm-hmm.
2: uh
1: after Kofi? Bobby. Oh, Bobby, Bobby. then Big E, because Big E beat Bobby for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and Bobby was way overdue. He should have been had it. But Bobby was a champion in TNA, oh, yeah. too. Yeah, so, okay, so.
0: Yeah, he, yeah champion in TNA.
1: So what was your thoughts on Pat McAfee and Austin Theory? I thought okay, let me be honest. I don't really get the Pat McAfee thing. I get what he brings on the announcing side. But from a wrestling standpoint, he wasn't really selling anything but he had a really good interest where he really pandered to the crowd with the, with the favorable music. And then I'm like, okay, he can jump high. He can do some things. But I I respect Austin for putting him over because Austin also needed to be over as a bad guy, but you gave people what they wanted to see from Pat, uh, a competitive match, and Pat ended up winning.
0: Yeah, so to go back on about Pat, Pat, okay, first of all, this match truly should have been Pat versus Adam Cole had Adam Cole stuck around uh-huh. Um, because I mean, like they had two matches in NXT. This would have been the you know trifecta. Um, truth be truth be told, the match was the same match that Adam Cole and Pat McAfee did. There was a uh-huh. lot of same spots. Uh-huh. Um, I'm just happy that he was able to do it in front of people. Uh, because I mean, like he, when he did the match with Adam Cole, it was no crowd. So you able to hone your nerves in, into that, to do the exact same thing and, you know, hit those same spots, hit those same moves. It takes a lot, you know, like, first of all, just do any of that shit, it takes a lot. Because think about wrestling in front of 77,000 people. Shh. Takes a lot. Takes a lot. And not fuck up.
1: Right. And not let your, like so, you said, let your nerves get the best of you.
0: Right. So, I mean, like, he, he's he's a great athlete, plain and simple. I mean, former NFL punter, you know, he was one of my favorite punters. You know, I liked him. <laughs> um, he was a fan who, you know, that's athletic enough to actually get in the ring. And he showed it. Are we going to get too many more matches from him? Probably not. Probably not. But we know... The the rest of the fans know what you knew if you watch the Dixie. So I mean like it's it's right there in the middle. I mean it's not it's, like I like I said, I saw the match before. Okay. <laughs> but like I'm happy for Pat for doing what he did in that ring, you know. So that that's that's always a plus. Um Austin Theory Austin Theory is gonna be a champion. I just wish he didn't get the kiss of death from Vince.
1: I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this. A couple of things. One, I hate when wrestlers wrestle with chains on. Like Usos do it, Austin Theory have one on. Like, don't y'all be worried, that's not gonna pop off. But that's just a personal preference of
0: mine. But, but Pat did too.
1: Right. That's why Pat, Pat had, had a go chain. On. Yeah. So um Austin Theory's on his way. He's he's down the path. He's He's probably handpicked by McMahon, so it's up to him not to fail because McMahon will drop you back down to the bottom if you feel like you're not living up to what he thought you could do. Just ask Drew McIntyre. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, Exactly. I would like to say this also. Byron Saxton took a great stunner. He did a great job with his how he took his stunner. That was really good for him. That's the one
0: thing... A lot of people don't know Byron was a wrestler. Was he? So, like, yeah, Byron Byron came up in FCW. He was in the early days of NXT. Uh, if you go on YouTube, you can find some matches of his. He could wrestle. He he has one of the worst finishes I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, I don't even. I I only want to try to explain to you. I just want you to go on YouTube, look it up. And hey, oh, you yeah. watch it. Hit me on 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 Twitter, and you'll agree that it's probably one of the worst finishes you ever seen in your life. <laughs> <I> um, <bet. laughs> so, but he knows how to take a bump. He knew he knew what he had to do. Byron is over for being that uh, Carlton Banks uh, black guy for wrestling. Like that's that's what he is. I mean, like that boy be dressing Farm Ranch. But he that boy be dressing, but he be so damn corny. <laughs> so I was like, and he's floppy, well paid. <laughs> I want, for it. I want more from him. Time. Yeah, but I understand the role that he's in. Uh, the stunner was great. The selling of it was was hilarious. But it also takes me back to the uh, pandemic when they had 316 day, and he took the stunners, and he was remember he was one of the guys cheering on Stone Cold when clapping and shit. It was hilarious. If you ever go back to that raw
1: I don't wrong. remember I remember I remember 316 day of course but I, I didn't watch it. Um so I didn't see the stunners. But um,
0: Yeah. Go 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 on YouTube, go on Peacock, just go to the last like 30 minutes of the show. It it was dragged on too long because there was no fans, but the the stunners, the the conversations, it was it was hilarious.
2: Mm. like it was
0: it was like the rest the whole rest of the show was just a whole a lot it, was, it just dragged on i was like let's just get to the stone cold shit and call it a day um but yeah byron's byron's a great seller um like i said he's in the he's in the right role you know he's in the right he he paid his dues and he's in the right role and i don't see anybody taking a spot
1: okay so <clears throat> these next two matches i I purposely talking about them together Because one gave you completely opposite than what the other gave you. Edge versus AJ Styles was a great wrestling clinic match. And then you got Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. I mean, you were texting, I mean, tweeting about the Knoxville and Sami Zayn because I was like, man, why am I watching it? But it got to the point where it just became overly entertaining and you couldn't turn your head away. Like it was just pure comedy. Like you pinned him with a human rat trap, like that mousetrap, that's hilarious. That's perfect Jackass theme. Like, how do we not see the big yeah. giant hand sitting at ringside? I never saw it one time.
0: Okay, so I didn't see the hand, but I knew it was the hand because watching Jackass, on that the I think it was Jackass 3. I remember that was one of the gags, the hand mm, slap. Right. So I'm like, oh, shit. So when, I, when the timekeeper's area was missing, I'm like, oh, they about to do the hand gag. Oh, so I'm like,
1: like, I didn't even notice the timekeeper area was gone.
0: Yeah, yeah. So like, they tore off the they they removed the, the walls of it, so they could put it put the hand there. So when I saw Sammy running, I'm like, he's about to get hit with the hand in the face. I don't know how he's not going to see this shit, but he's about to get hit with the hand. And sure enough, smack. So, um, I wasn't, you know, I I my expectation of the match was. Low because I knew it was going to be all entertainment. It wasn't going to be pro wrestling. It was all entertainment because of who Sammy was. I mean, who uh, Johnny Knoxville was. Because he's not a wrestler. He's old. He's been through hell and back, you know, putting his body through all types of shit. Um, The best spot in that whole match was Wee Man slamming Sammy Zane. Dog. It wasn't that he slammed him. He held him for at least...
1: Three yeah. to five seconds, like that's pure body control strength. And then he turned him. It wasn't like he slammed him and he fell. No, yeah. he turned. Dog, that was incredible. And I like the yeah. shirt that said um, "We Mania." I'm like, oh man, that was dope. Everything was dope. They did everything right with that.
0: Yeah, because that's what because you when you were tweeting about it, I'm like, dog, just wait, it's gonna get good. Like I. I like, because I, I knew the match wasn't going to go long. The match went, it It went over It went long. Months. It went long. I, I feel like it should have went, like, 10, 10 minutes most. But, you know, the end product made up for it. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, right. the rat trap, the big-ass rat trap. I'm like, okay, this makes up for it going longer than it needs to go. And, and they had to but get the, the stuff in, pl-
1: in place. Like, they had to put the mousetrap in place, the hand slap. They had to get the stuff from under the ring. You had to bring the other guys from right. under the ring. So everything took time. But like you said, the end product was was well worth the, the duration of the match. Yeah, yeah.
0: So the edge and AJ Styles. Um, I won't say I was – I expected more, but I wasn't disappointed with what I got. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, the, the ending with Damian Priest coming out and just, um, looking, you know, they, the, him and AJ looking at each other, I felt like they could have went a different route with that. Um, I won't say like a, you know, pure, like interference or anything, but it just could do something that would, uh, you know, to me made it more fulfilling. Um, Edge's entrance was probably the best part of that whole match to me. Be truthful. Um, that throne, the purple light, the fire. Like I already knew that it was going to do a stable, you know, with with Edge and Priest. I wasn't expecting it to happen uh, at WrestleMania. I was expecting it to be, you know, you know, the seeds be planted on Raw. Um, I thought the match was going to end, end clean. Um, but yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't like. I was invested, but now I'm just like, yeah, this is just wrestling, you know. Like, there was no real entertainment. I mean, like, I love AJ Styles. I've been watching AJ Styles for TNA almost twenty years now. Yeah, like he he's the he was the light, the the life, and the heart of TNA. So, but yeah, I wasn't like I wasn't too like. There was no, no real stakes involved in that match, so I wasn't like. I wasn't like truly invested, like, right, let's just see what happens. That's that's how I felt. So because once again, we came off the high of the Sasha Banks and Naomi. So I'm like, ah, eh, let's see what goes on with this match. The intro killed it. Match was great, but it was like, where are we going with this? That That's how I kind of felt. So this is my
1: thoughts on Edge and AJ Styles. That entrance was incredible. It made me feel like he was tripping Undertaker and Triple H, but that might be me reaching, pause. Um
0: yeah, uh, I can see I can see actually both.
1: This is what they should have did with Damian Priest. Make the lights go black and purple and him just pop up and cause AJ to not look when he's jumping off the ropes. It's like you should say, because he just looked at him and I'm like, so you're not gonna do nothing? And Edge right. spears them from jumping off the ropes. Like you could have did that much better, more convincing to the point where he's like, oh shit, okay, what's about to happen? Make people think Undertaker's coming out and boom. It's just Edge oh, yeah. and Priest. Like you you just gave us, you gave us a canvas, but don't want nothing on it. <laughs> and if you're gonna give us right. a blank canvas, you gotta do something else. So that's how I felt about that, but it could have been done better. So let's transition into the main event. And me and you both feel the same way about Roman. He's the
2: best thing on TV. His promos are
1: out of this world. And and if you are a wrestling fan and you don't like what Roman's doing, I will call that hatred. I'm not saying you can't dislike it, but he's not doing anything to be disliked. Now, if you don't like the way he wrestles, I'm okay with that because he is a very basic wrestler. But his promos, nah, his promos are... Top. This is what wrestling is, is made up of these type of promos, these type of interactions. Like, this reminds me of like old 80, 90s, where the crowd was so into it, they were spit on you. Like the dude who attacked yeah. Seth Rollins a uh, couple of months ago. Like, you're so over like that, that people are just believing it. Like, and when he says acknowledge him, you're supposed to boo him and you're cheering him. Like, Roman is. Out of this world. Like I understand why he's got the long reign. My um, my only hope for the, like the
0: church. Safe, God mode. God, like mode. that's that's what you're in. He he's in he's in God mode. Like um, the only thing to me, there's nothing missing from what he's doing. This is the Roman that if you were if you're a wrestling fan, this is the Roman that we should have got the years that he was getting booed, you know what I'm saying? Instead of trying to force that big dog, you know, on us, we should have got this Roman, like, just let him be him. And that's what's wild. Like, this is him. Because like, he's wanted whole, to be a bad guy, line, right?
1: He's wanted to be a bad
0: guy, right? Yeah. Yep. So this, this storyline, like, like, it's, it's, it's based on reality you know like this it might not the whole head of table situation of course that's not you know real but him you know being the breadwinner of the family of course you know when they get together they're going to talk to you know like oh what what are they going to do with you next you know they're going to so he's going to be the the head person that they talk about you know he is so the storyline is His family, to be truthful, like you, you, if you listen to interviews with the Usa, they're like, Yeah, when we were growing up, you know, Roman was a bully, he was, you know, he was demanding of like this. And I mean, like, that's what's so dope about it. But at the same time, it's like, This is what we knew, we knew he was royalty because of his family background, and he should have been talking that shit like, Yeah, my family, this, my family, that. You know, like, all, all, I the whole entire time, I, I wanted him to be bloodline. Maybe not my ex- expectations of bloodline were greatly exceeded by, hello, look at the rain. The rain has gone on almost two years now. Was
1: it almost? So at, I'll be like, but
0: I, almost 400 days or yeah, over like 400 like days?
1: Five, it's five? No, it's, yeah, we're, we're at five, so, yeah. Ooh, we're we can- real we're, 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 he coming up on Hogan level. Didn't Hogan have it like 600 days or something like that?
0: Yeah. We're 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 approaching Bru- Bruno San Martino. We're approaching the the golden age. Like I I feel I feel like Bruno San Martino's the next person he's going to you know with the rain, he's going to overtake. Which is also why I feared him losing on Sunday. I'm like like, do you really want to take it off of him? Like,
1: I thought that was going to happen initially. I thought like they was going to have him lose to make him really crazy and then him get it back. But I'm glad he didn't lose because now you have the opportunity to put him in actual wrestling matches with actual wrestlers now. And this also brings it to a right. point I wanted to point out earlier, but I forgot. Cody Rhodes is going to win the Royal Rumble next year. Book it. I'm saying it right now. I see it. He's going to win the Royal. Him or Austin theory is winning the Royal Rumble next year? it's almost set in stone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Barring injury. Barring, uh, definitely. Right. Definitely Cody. If it, if he doesn't win the wrestling, I mean, Royal Rumble, he's still going to get a title shot. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm now. I he came back for.
0: Right. Because now the thing is, are we going to take it off it for, for Cody? Because I mean, like, yeah, that, that, that moment was phenomenal but let's get into reality on a week to week basis or is the crowd going to be behind them the same way I
1: think it just and, depends on like you say trajectory where do you go from here now cuz if you're going to have Cody and Seth do some matches for the next couple of months up to SummerSlam I'm okay with that because you'll get the best out of Seth with his promos Cody has good promo so I'm more worried about who do you have Roman face next? Because if you have to build 500 Days, you've already wrestled everybody at least twice, maybe. So who do you... But
0: who see, do you... that's the thing. His reign, he hasn't faced that many people. You know what I'm saying? Like, he did... He did I Edge, mean, like, you gotta really
1: think about AJ Styles, it. he did The One Uso, he's done Seth. He's done Kevin Owens. I think he did Rey Mysterio. Um,
0: that, that was the one. Yeah, he did Rey Mysterio. He did Daniel Bryan. Daniel um, Bryan. But, you know what I'm saying? But, like, next up, I I hear the rumblings that it's going to be Drew. Now, is he going to take it off of him? Probably not. Hell
1: no. But, but that's good because that's also a bigger guy. It's also somebody Romans yeah. probably really hasn't wrestled. And Drew didn't have the run with the crowd. He had the run during the pandemic. So I think he's deserving yeah. of the run, at least a a, a couple of pay-per-views with, with uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah. I would like to see that. I would like to see Drew, because Drew can wrestle, and Drew's believable that, hey, I can beat you. He's got the thing with the sword, yeah. you know. So I can see I, that.
0: So, all right, so let's get to the match. Um, you know it got cut short because his injured. arm got dislocated, yeah, yeah, I' don't, see the way when it it lumped up, I feel like he had muscle cramps and because Brock is aggressive as hell like and well see this is, this is for one, this is the best Brock we ever seen. He's been a people person that we we we've never seen this side of Brock. At all. It's phenomenal. I love it. But um no, I think I mean, it does I think I think he had a muscle a muscle spasm on top of actually dislocating the shoulder. Uh, because he if you after the match, you saw him pull the rope and mm-hmm. pull it back pull in place. It, mm-hmm. I'm like like, first of all, you're a freaking nature because wow. <laughs> like
2: no normal yeah. person
0: can really like I like, 'cause he like yeah, he couldn't lift it up all the way, but I mean like when he was on the ramp, you saw him lift up. above him. Like, what the fuck? He just popped his shoulder back in place. Like, no normal human being can really do shit like that. They were like, "All right, let me. You hold one. I hold this one."
1: Right.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna leave it right here and hold it up. Like, but so, um, but the match was great. You thought the match was great. Uh, the. Okay, great, great as a reach. Uh, it was good. Okay. It was good because of the close calls. Up to that last millisecond before kicking out is gold. I don't know anybody else that knows when to kick out at the last exact moment. Now, not Shawn Michaels couldn't do that shit. <laughs> Ric Flair couldn't do that shit. Like anytime Roman is on his back in the last like five six minutes of the match, you don't know if he's going to, you know, win the match. Because of the way he kicks out. He's like, oh, shit, this is it? This is it? And he kicks out at the last second. Like, damn, like, holy shit. Because I thought
1: John Cena was going to beat him. I was like, oh, shit, they brought John Cena back to beat him. And he popped up at the last second. said, man, I, mean, I got to turn this off. I'm about to have a heart attack. Like, why am I watching yeah. this shit like that? I don't watch wrestling on everyday basis. I only watch that because I'm like, is they going to let John Cena take this belt from him? But he didn't. And that match was all about you say that millisecond of when the hand touches the mat, he pops his shoulder up. I'm like, wow. Yeah.
0: Like he knows he knows when that, that, that hand is about to come down for a three and he kicks out. It's it's mm-hmm. it's a, a great piece of work, it's a great piece of entertainment. Because there's been times I I sat and watched matches, I'm like, like, this is about to be it. This is about to be it. And like, oh shit, he kicked out. i I mean, we already knew Roman was going to get in the Hall of Fame regardless, but this run—that man could, could retire tomorrow, and he's going to be in the next WrestleMania. That—that's how great this run is. Yeah, he's, he's, he's done enough
1: already. With like, you, if you're holding the belt for 400, 500 days, you're already done enough because they don't do that for everybody. Yeah, there's guys that never even smelled the belt that was doing similar things. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like one day you and I have to have a conversation about, you know, guys that I felt that should have had the belt like a Mr. Perfect and a Rick Rue, but that's here on there. That's for another day. Uh, by the way, right. si- side note, Rick Rue had the greatest wrestling gear of all time, but we'll get through that. We'll get past that. Um, yeah. Okay. So what are your impressions of what you want from Brock next? Cause I don't, I know Brock is doing it for the money and the love, but, what else can Brock do at this point? You are gonna keep bringing him back to being main events? Um, like you're gonna do Brock versus uh o- Omas? Like what that, I mean, what else can you do at this point? That would be that would be interesting, Brock versus Omas, because that I don't Okay. Think...
0: I feel Brock Brock is Brock is on contract for another two or three pay-per-views. So You got to build those up. So I feel like... SummerSlam? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like you got to get... See, here's the one thing that that I did not want with the unification match. How are you going to get the title off of Roman, technically? You know what I'm saying? Without him losing. And then, so then, if you don't have him lose... The only way like I, I can see it actually working out smoothly is Roman says, I don't work Mondays, and just tosses the belt.
1: You know what I'm saying? So I just assume that they're going to just have one champion and him go back and forth, because that way you can get different types of matchups all the time now. So that would be my thought process.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, you don't want to overwork Roman. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to have that, prestige you want to have that aura that he is the champion like i don't want my champion wrestling every week showing up on both shows every week because that like that's gonna be so taxing on his body for him to be be at raw on monday and then do whatever house shows you do during the week to then show up on friday he's gonna get burnt out
1: well i mean like He hasn't really been wrestling anyway. He's only been wrestling at pay per views, though. If you think about it,
0: yeah, for the most part.
1: So you just have to keep doing that. You don't. You don't. I agree with you. Don't have him wrestle Fridays or Mondays, but you should have him on Mondays and Fridays if he's got both belts. You just you have to. You gotta have him talking. So that's
0: what I'm saying. But see, that's that's the thing. So on Monday, who Raw is the B show. So like who do there's really nobody who was like ah I want to see Roman wrestle him because if they felt that way then they would move them over to to SmackDown like they did Drew so it's I but with Brock I would I would definitely like to see Obas with with him well you know at least one match uh but that would also tear no it wouldn't because he lost to Bobby. Um because now with Omas aligning or MVP aligning with Omas, I wanna see where what where, where that goes. Do I think Brock will lose Omas if the money is right?
2: <laughs>
0: right. Because, you know, that man is all about the dollar bill. I ain't mad at it. He I mean like he's admitted it. Like I am the prize fighter. So how they gonna do it? Um but like you got to put him in a program with somebody that. You got to put him in a program with somebody that is believable. You can't just throw him in a match with somebody. You can't just throw him in a, you know. You can't put him in the IC picture. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't put him in the, you know. Title, title. You know he just he need, he needs a big name to face
1: so, let me ask you this. Let's just say, for instance, next year, WrestleMania is Brock versus uh Omos. Do you think he can give him eight German suplexes? Like, that's a big dude. That's a huge dude to be German suplexing.
2: Yes.
0: Yes. Yes, <laughs> I do. I be- I believe Brock could take Omos to suplex city. Wow. Speaking of, so, a little st- quick story. So, it was, uh, where the fuck were we? I was one time I was outside for work. I think I was in West Virginia. Yeah, I was in West Virginia for work. It was me and my homie. And our dumbasses was like, let's take shots. Every time Brock hits uh, hits a suplex. Top five worst decisions I ever made in my life. I forget who he was. I forget how many he did, but we took so many. Bruh, we both passed out with Shaq into the ring do a sub I, I can't remember what the hell he was doing but i remember him coming to the ring i'm like damn nigga we were sleep like sleep sleep from taking all them shots never get right. in my life where i take a shot for every suplex that suplex that man does
1: i'm not doing nothing crazy like that so okay
0: so yeah, overall no.
1: night one i think was better than night two i would give night one an a i would give night two a c minus because they had some matches on night, two that I was like, like you said, eh. But as an overall product, I would give it a B. Because this was probably one of the better WrestleManias we've had in years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember um, who, who was on the card when Kofi wrestled Daniel Bryant. But I remember that was just, that shit gave me goosebumps. Because I didn't think Kofi was going to win. But yeah. at the same time, I'm like, it's no way they put him in his main event to lose. So, right. um, yeah, this is the, um, one of the better WrestleManias
0: I've seen in a while. Yeah, it, it is, but um I I truly, truly I give it like a night two night two drag it down from the high of a B plus. Um I give it like a, 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 a B-. minus. Okay. Um I'm gonna, I'm I'm putting it on this set. It's like the blueprint too. You know, if you if you put you put the best songs above this. On one album, you have Ooh. the greatest
1: WrestleMania of all time. I know exactly what you mean, mm-hmm. brother, because the Blueprint Two has some misses and a lot of nice ones too.
0: Right. I the remember they came out with that you. damn. Remember they came out with that bullshit ass two point one. Still, mm-hmm. was still had some. It was still missing some hits. But like this is the, if, if you sit here and look at these. These uh, matches and pick pick and choose like yeah this would probably be the, the greatest card of all time if it was just one night. So I'm I'm grateful that it was two nights that we were able to do this because if I've been salty if I had to watch all, all this shit,
1: bro that would have been horrible. But Seth Rollins spoke on that. He said, "In a perfect world, WrestleMania is not that long." He said. But you have to understand that you can't do seven hours. He's like, when we did it in Madison Square Garden, it got done 12, 31 o'clock and people got stuck on the subway. He was like, you can't yep. do that. Um, he said, so yeah. this was like perfect. But I will say this. At some point, you got to figure out if you're going to do two nights, how to get great matches on both nights. Because he still hasn't done that yet. He still's giving you like yeah. some some good, some bad. Like this was really close. Um, I feel like you don't want one night to be boring, but you gotta figure out how to do put great. And you gotta understand. Well, I guess I can't tell Vince how to understand no shit like that. But I think like you Perfect. have to realize people like Usos, New Day, they have to be on the card because they're big, they're over. And You got to figure out a way, and if you're gonna do your women's, you got to make sure it's the women like this is off track. Rhea Ripley does not need to be in no tag team title match, that woman can really wrestle, and she really has a gimmick that can sell. But I don't think Vince believes in her, it he just Vince was calling people up that should have never came up, but that's just my opinion. But however, back to the WrestleMania thing, like you got to figure out how to get away
0: with it. Real quick, Rhea Ripley. You know how I always post that uh that white version of uh, Doctor Umar. Yes. I feel about her every single time. That woman <laughs> is gorgeous, I, Bruh,
1: I saw when she came out of that cat thing, and I was running on my. I was like, "Hey, man, Rhea looked like she might be a lot of fun, man. I'll risk it for real. Like she looked like she might be, she might be worth a little fun." And they was like, "Oh, you tripping?" I'm like, "All right, y'all tripping."
0: Yeah, nah, they, they tripping. <laughs> Even my wife is in love with her. Like, <laughs> she got unless it. Unless you know
1: she got it. She got it. That's how I
0: feel. Now, to get back on track with they will figure out a way to get the best out of everybody but they also have to figure out who is going to get the best out of everybody. Because, I mean, like, on paper, you look at this both nights it has potential to, you know, be a slapper for both nights. But when you get in the ring like, the Usos and Shinsuke and Rick Boone's match, that could have went great if Rick didn't get hurt. Right. And you could have also... Charlotte and Ronda could have went great, but it's all about who produced it, who all, you know, saw, you know, it's all, to, to be truthful, it's about who is making these matches, like actually do the matches like the producers. So like you always find out who the who produced the match. A lot of women's matches are done by um TJ Wilson, you know, uh Tyson Kidd and Molly oh. Holly. They okay. they yeah. Both both of them will do do a lot of women's matches. So that's why they end up slapping all the time because they know wrestling. But then you have a couple that's I can't remember who did Charlotte and Rhonda. I, I want to say it was Pat Buck, but I'm not sure because Pat ended up quitting the next night anyway. But if somebody, somebody who does Rivers matches, but hasn't done anything like truly spectacular, don't, don't quote me completely on that. But I feel like I've read that somewhere. Um, I will hit you up on Twitter when I find out who, who produces the match. Right. But it's all about who produces the match and they got to get the best out of the producers. Mm-hmm.
1: We might have to do a part two in this interview where we come back and say, well, we rearrange the card and have and, and talk about what matches we think would have been better with another opponent. Because right off the back, I don't oh, like yeah. Uso versus New Day would have been a great opening match. You could have, that would have went over really good.
0: Yeah, but see, but then see, like, okay, we could do we'll do, you know, our dream match you know, dream card for that this WrestleMania. Um, but you also got to look at these these shitty storylines that Vince and company has also put out. So we have to think about. I, I'll produce. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely do a part two. I'll write up. Um, you know who was left off the car that should have been on it. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of people that like. Here, here's here's about one one knock. All the women's matches were title matches. Like nobody was just feuding to feud, you know. Whereas you look at the men's side, Cody and Seth—they don't—they're not feuding. They don't have a title. Drew and Happy, you know, um, there's no title involved in that. There was no title involved in Pat McAfee and Austin. Yeah, the, an the New Day and Shamus shit, no title. So like they, they need to. Women's wrestling in WWE has taken a step back. In, in, in a sense of, of they are, they're only, you know, projecting the women that have titles instead of, you know, the women that don't have titles and their issues that they have with each other. Because, yeah, look, what happened with
2: uh,
0: Rian and uh, uh almost a superhero? Like, they beefed for a little bit and then they threw Rian into another tag team
1: that's what eric bischoff said he said that's the one thing he misses about wrestling he says storylines that are like five and six months or year long like they don't have that anymore they're over in like weeks no. or even a month so he said that's missing in wrestling i'm like he's right you like we used to be so invested yeah. in The rock versus triple h triple h versus austin austin versus the rock because they took so long to finish and they gave you they gave you things in between like man and kind of jump in for a minute, but then they get get back to rock and Austin awesome because that's what it was really about. So that's because Vince doesn't have a competition. Yeah. Vince is just doing what he wants. He's not. AEW's not big enough to make Vince bring out the best of Vince. Vince could just sit back and be like, this is what right. I would like to happen. Let's make it happen. So Vince is not thriving on competition because in all actuality, he could probably buy AEW if he wanted to let's keep it real.
0: Um, Yeah, probably. But I mean, like, it just, I love, I love AEW uh, on the stretch. It gives you, it gives you options. So now, if you're tired of Vince's shit, you could go watch AEW, you know, and get tired of that shit. I mean, because, but see, AEW's so young. AEW has a long way to go. But, like, they, Tony Khan gets it he does get it okay so
1: let's move away from wwe for a minute and then we'll get to the last and we'll close it out so let's talk about aw for a second we don't have to get really into it because we already talked about how we love jay Cargill. but um tony gets it for three reasons one he does know how to book two he has that youthful exuberance that passion for it and three tony understands They are wrestlers that we don't get to see on TV that he wants to put on TV. Vince never understood that because he always was the pinnacle. I put Rock, I put Austin, I put DX, I put Mankind, I put Stone Cold, I put Kane, and then I'm going to go get Jericho and Eddie Guerrero. I'll put these guys against guys. But WCW was good at that too, and AEW figured it out. We're going to get guys that you want to see, and we're going to have them wrestle each other. And Never mind I don't know. I've never watched anything Ring of Honor of my life. I've seen clips, but to buy Ring of Honor and put them on TV with you—that's genius. That's yeah. genius. You got all those yeah, belts nah, yeah. uh-huh. that you that you can cycle now. Now you can do whatever you really want.
0: The 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 great thing about Tony is because he understands professional wrestling, so. Him him doing the forbidden door, great. But he's he's a fan. So he he knows what fans want. He knows what a certain demographic wants. And he he sells on it. So like tag team wrestling. He he's great at it. He's great at booking tag team wrestling. The trios. phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? They're not just thrown together. They're 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 factions. Factions <laughs> factions. There's groups and as my wife calls it she calls it gang warfare because <laughs> it's everybody everybody's in a group you have the elite you have the house of black you have the pinnacle you have the inner circle you have jericho appreciation society you know all that shit so it's like you got you gotta you know you got to gang up you know like oh shit you know let let's 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 roll together you know take all such and such and get these titles. Which, uh, you know, Tony is going to do, eventually is going to do a three-man title. Vince ain't going to do that shit. <laughs> like, Tony's bringing the Japanese style of New Japan to America in a way that New Japan could do themselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Also,
1: also, what Tony did, so, he made Vince start going to other organizations and using their wrestlers. Vince wasn't doing that until Tony started doing that. Yeah, because
0: yeah, because he Vince Vince saw the uh, saw like, hmm, maybe this will work with uh, you know, not, not just focusing on my wrestlers. Let me pull other people in. I feel truthfully. I feel Vince using Mickey James for just one night in the Royal Rumble did more than Tony Khan and Impact having a union and for for six months six eight months. I feel Vince Mickey James with that belt on on their show on one of the biggest shows Royal Rumble probably generated more money
1: for impact than AEW did. I can see that. You, because, remember, you remember when Alonja Blaze threw the WWF women's belt and WCW in the trash mm-hmm. can? I was like, oh my god, why did she do that? How did she get out the middle of the belt? But when you think about it, like, right. you know, Tony Khan really has it figured out. Now, I always said he needed a big name for them to start rising. And then CM Punk came, and I'm like, oh, they are. Oh, they're out of there now. Like, it's yeah. CM Punk gets the belt, oh, my goodness. They're going to be out of yeah. there. Now, that's the only thing I don't like but about Tony met- Khan, that he's very particular with who gets the title. Because he said, I knew when I started the company, these were going to be my first three champions. I'm like, damn, so Cody, yeah. that's another that like Cody left. You was never going to put the belt on him either.
0: Well, but, but see, Cody didn't want the belt. I mean, like, he didn't need it. Let's be real. Cody doesn't need, didn't need to be the AEW heavyweight champion. Now, I when when if, if Cody had stayed, maybe like a a year or two, he would he would have actually turned heel and then went for the title. But you know, things disintegrated behind the scenes, and, and you know, he's back at, uh, in WWE, but. I like Tony for having, you know, being logical with that shit. Cause that's that's logical. You know, let's let's with him, him and him to have the titles first. Because it, it built up a hangman. Now, granted, he's not having the greatest run, but you were excited when Hangman won the title from Kenny Omega. Yeah, it was time for Kenny to
1: lose it. Like I thought Kenny was gonna lose it to Christian, to be honest with you. Um but it was time for Kenny to lose it.
0: I thought he was gonna lose it the uh I thought he was gonna to lose to Brian Danielson, but and I don't I'm not a debut.
1: hangman. I'm not I'm not a hangman fan, and I think he has a shitty finisher. Like you're gonna make me watch you flip over the ropes and coastline me. Nah, family. It's just not happening. But I get it. Um he's that's that cowboy in him. But I'm not a fan of I'm I'm ready for them to actually take the belt off of him already. But I know they're not.
0: Yeah, I am too. I I truly I feel like it might happen. It's probably gonna be uh Cole. Because it's, it's Adam Cole, baby, <laughs> and
1: that's a, and that's a guy Vince should have just clawed and scratched to keep. That's another guy that's over. Like
0: that, he exactly
1: Vince missed out on the chance of having so many WrestleMania moments with him coming out saying Adam Cole, baby, in front of sixty to seventy thousand people. Like that would have been equivalent to them saying just, yes.
2: Just,
0: that's what I'm saying. So like, if you if him. WrestleMania to do Adam Cole, baby, in front of 78,000 people, I guarantee you the roof would have went completely off.
1: I just sometimes, I always say, I don't know what Vince McMahon is thinking, but what can we say? We're fans and we're always going to say that.
0: Yeah. um, He misses, but he... He's calculated. So it's like, that's that's why I end up watching, I watch like a lot of uh, NXT to see who, you know, it, to pick who, like, who, yeah, you're going to be next up. Like Brian Breaker, he's next up because he has the look. Okay, so I'm glad
1: you said NXT. Um, So before we move out of wrestling, I really thought that they were grooming the next big, african-american champion in velveteen dream now i know he says that the stuff he was accused of wwe found a wrongdoing he wasn't criminally charged of anything so i don't know why he never got back but that guy had it he had it i don't know how good of a wrestler I'm, he was but from a a look standpoint and a gimmick standpoint i'm like wow he whoa i saw it instantly
0: yeah Velveteen was one of my, you know, favorites. The accusations just took over. It was all the accusations. So with that, it it derailed him. Uh, when he actually came back the first time, he was getting, you know, hate mail. They were talking to him. You know, the fans were chanting things. I was just like, all right, we gotta let go. Um, it was just, uh, cause like his his side, he was like, I was in character when I was talking to these people and, you know, certain things got twisted the wrong way. You know, that's not, he, he took blame, but then he also deflected. It was just a bad look. And plus it also took too long for him to come out with it. Um, yeah, that to me, that's going to be one of the greatest what ifs. <laughs> to be truthful, like, what if?
1: And the way he shut Hulk Hogan down, I'm like, oh, we gotta get this nigga to the top immediately. Like, um, but
0: they, I mean, they- like, he just he kept doing it. That's what made it so sweet. Like the the spray paint pants that look like the NWO pants, the the over you know on the back of his pants, the, the boas, everything he he had it. He had the juice. He had
1: it, man. I, and, and you know, he'll he'll never recapture that. And I don't know if he's wrestling on the indie
0: scene, but dude. dude. No, he, he can't. He, he can't wrestle anywhere. The only place I feel like he's going to be able to wrestle is that whole, uh, that shit that EC3 and the Brown got. That control your narrative shit. Mm-hmm. That, that's the only place where I feel like he might get a chance at. But still. That's another
1: guy WWE missed on. Like, I never understood why they never let him just speak and they always just wanted EC3 to wrestle. Shout out to EC3. We went to the same high school. He came out the year before me. But um, uh, I just feel like... I think Vince had too many wrestlers at his disposal also.
0: But also Vince likes to punish people who leave, become successful, and then come back. Come back. So that's that's what I feel like happened to him. Because he took off the was. We wouldn't have ever saw E.T. again.
1: Never, never. And he, and he just thrilled over there because they allowed him to be himself. So, yeah. uh, but that's wrestling <laughs> in a nutshell, though, man. I think WrestleMania was good. I enjoyed it. It made me kind of want to start watching wrestling again, but I was like, eh, I don't know if I could go through the trials of tribulation of being disappointed with characters. Because when you're younger, you just end it yeah, for the I- love. I'm just, I'm too old to watch something I don't like.
0: Yeah, truly, if you're going to get back into wrestling, just watch AEW. <laughs> I, I mean, do, like, I'm, I I'm do watch it
1: sometimes because Chris Jericho makes me laugh. Um, and I like that. Oh, before we stop, Orange Cassidy is the best gimmick in wrestling. That's better than Roman's Bloodline. By far. Like, I don't know if they have championship aspiration
0: for this dude, but whatever he's doing is great. <laughs> I don't think they do, but they just know he's the most over... You gotta realize, like, to really do that shit, how athletic you have to be. Like, think about doing flips with your hands in your pockets. That's fucking ridiculous. Like, I, 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 I can barely roll out of the bed with my hands in my pockets, let alone a flip.
1: With sunglasses on.
0: With sunglasses on.
1: And he never misses a beat.
0: He's got it. Never. He's, he's, got he's, it. he's he he has it. Um. He he's our age. He's a little older, so I mean, we'll see what happens. But well, he's also small, so like, mm. you can put a mid card bell on him. Like, he could be a TNT champion.
1: Is Scorpio Sky still TNT champion? Yeah, I don't. I haven't watched it yeah. since he won, but I just want to see if they're developing him as a single star because I think he can wrestle.
0: They're not. He can, but no, no. I don't know what I don't know why what the issue with Scorpio is but he he does there. I feel like he's right now he's just the champion just to put uh Sammy Guevara over, you know, get him over some more. Which is which is the funny thing is that the fans are turning on him because of his whole situation with uh, Ty Conte. Cuz you know uh, he divorced, he he broke off his engagement with fiance, and then like two months later, he announced his relationship with Ty Conti when people already were suspecting that they were together. Wait a minute,
1: who is Ty Conti? Let me look that up real fast while we're talking. Ty Conti? That sounds she's weird. A
0: looker. But I... She used to be a, she used to be at NXT. Uh she wasn't getting no push. She came over to AEW. Uh she worked her ass off. She she's decent
1: oh she's not bad she's not bad she's not bad she's not bad
0: yeah see i to say she's brazilian or something she does jujitsu judo oh
1: yeah she's brazilian i see the flag and whatnot yeah, yeah. man that i'll just tell somebody we keep getting sidetracked but that's the same thing with edge and leader like matt goes home and i'm on a roll with edge every day i'm riding with her i'm gonna develop something with her. if i'm not a an ultra faithful person i'm gonna develop something with these people and
0: right. so, and you, even even you are, you you gotta realize like you're not a wrestler yourself. You're gonna develop a relationship with somebody like, like these people are with, surrounded by these people. Ten hours a day, four or five days out the week. What's gonna happen? You are gonna find you you get bored during tapings. Y'all gonna start talking about shit, and then like, oh shit. It was pretty cool, you're a pretty cool person.
1: Triple H or Stephanie. Yeah. It's just bound to happen.
0: A lot of these wrestlers, like think about it, um, Keith Lee and uh, Mia Yim, they knew each other from due to wrestling, you know what I'm saying? And so like you develop, you know, relationships. Like a lot of these wrestlers are married to other wrestlers because they both know the industry and, and they know how risky it could be if you're dating somebody normal
1: right right you know what i'm saying and just like you said someone who knows the grind and you can you can deal with and you can be with so so let's so this is since this is your first time on the podcast it would be me if i don't ask my million dollar question because it is called conversation with a cancer and i always want to know what are people's experience with the cancer so do you have any experience with a cancer man or woman boy or girl teacher student anybody
0: um some of my closest friends are cancers okay um i i dated a cancer for extended period of time okay so um i got nothing but High, high praise for for cancers. They're, they Shut are my up. my
2: favorite
0: my my favorite type of people. Are low key, <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> Friendship wise, I, I'm I'm a rock with with cancers all the time. Um, I haven't been done wrong by cancer in any type of way. So, like they good in my book. You know, my ex, she was great. You know. No hard feelings. Okay. <laughs> I I would never say nothing bad about her. So,
1: hey, shout out to the cancers um, that that impacted your life.
0: Yeah, no, they good cancers. Good people with me.
1: Okay, okay. So, the last thing I want to discuss is, as wrestling fans, we always have an idea of what we would like to see. Is there a match? It could be one match. It could be multiple matches. Is there something you need to see going forward before the next WrestleMania?
0: Before the next WrestleMania? No. Before the next WrestleMania, no, I don't have no real matches I need to see. But I need, in some shape or form, Bianca versus Jade.
1: I just, I just need it. I, I need it. Bruh, it's never going to happen. I just, and I'm, and I'm going to tell you why. Oh, no, no. Trust me, I know. It's never going to happen. But not for the reason you're thinking. And I think Jay, because when Cody and Brandy left, Jay said they're the reason why she's wrestling because they developed her and they would help her. And I think, like you said, Jade is getting better. And Tony knows she might be the biggest women wrestling we got. I'm glad they got Tony Storm because Tony Storm can wrestle her ass off. That's a true wrestler. Oh, yeah. But Tony missed the mark of Britt Baker versus Jade. Like you should have had a champion versus champion. You should have did it at least once. Even nobody won. You missed it. So now you got that one chick Thunder Rose. She's not. She's not big like Britt. Like you. I think you
0: just missed no. it. And so. I, but 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 down the line, you still can have Britt versus uh, Jade. So I'm not I'm not I'm not worried about that. I know I know the match will never happen <laughs> unless you know they become into a working agreement. Like, hey, let's put on the biggest professional wrestling sports entertainment show of all time. Um, but that's just that's my dream match, honestly. Um, I I'm not about you know match you know work rates. I ain't about five five star matches, but that's the match I want to see because like I know I'm never gonna see it, and, or when I do is gonna be like um. Hogan and and Ric Flair when we saw it in WCW when we should have saw it in WWF. You know what I'm saying? So like I, it's just one of those things like when we see when 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 we eventually do get that match, they're gonna be in their like 40s. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, it's
1: still
0: going to be gorgeous, uh, but still, uh, they ain't almost, gonna be, ain't going to be prime. Well, you, well, you got to realize, Bianca is like 32.
1: Yeah, I didn't like Lita coming back wrestling. She didn't seem fluid at all, but I understand why she did it. Um, but
0: there's also the change in wrestling. So mm-hmm. that so,
1: also contributes to it. And Jade reminds me of China and Jacqueline. Like, Jade mm-hmm. embodies like a China physique. And she has the aggression of a Jacqueline, but she's learning how to wrestle like. So I wouldn't mind seeing that. I don't know if I have a dream match or a match that I need to see, but I want to happen over this next year in wrestling is at some point you put CM Punk in the title picture. I like I like MGF a lot because he talks well. I don't know how good he wrestles yet. Um and, and he,
0: he, he's 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 a solid in, in, in ring. Um but nah, yeah he he's he's the if he gets hurt he ain't got nothing to worry about because they're gonna still use him on the mic. Right. And uh and WWE,
1: whoever you put against Roman, make it meaningful. Like Brock is done. Yeah. That's done. Make Roman have meaningful, memorable matches. Because I through his run. I can't tell you a a memorable Roman match. I, he doesn't have one. He hasn't had a classic yet. He's got some classic opponents. No, yeah. Maybe that match he just yeah. had with Seth. Maybe that's kind of, but because of the storyline. But
0: that that wasn't even a classic match. It was a it was a classic moment mm-hmm. because Seth got under his skin.
2: Mm-hmm. put
0: it on the Shield outfit. Came All out right. to the Shield music. That that was a moment. Um, the Triple Threat match with Edge and Dale Bryan. He stacked them. That was memorable mm. because he also told us the week before, "I'm gonna stack them, pin them," and I'm like, "You ain't gonna do that shit." And lo and behold, he actually did it. So, mm. yeah, so. that that that's the type of shit. There's no, but the, the issue is there isn't anybody that is going to give him a five star match. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. he's just gonna have to do what he's doing. Before I let you go,
1: I get clowned for this. I think you clowned me for this. Is Xavier Woods gonna get the belt? Like, isn't that the whole point of winning King no. of the Ring? Like, you gave it to two um, of them, you're not gonna give it
0: to the third. Okay, so for two, 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 two reasons. One, I don't think he wants it. Because his dream, I don't I don't. Because his dream was to win the king of the ring. He he knows he's not. Main event status. He knows this. He he's he's okay with being where he's at. So for them, the other reason they already took the the crown off of him. Cause remember he was just hurt, and then when he came back, he was back to being Xavier Woods. Whereas when he won the King of the Ring, he was King Woods. He had the crown. He had the whole situation. But then at at WrestleMania, he was like to being in Xavier Woods, you know. I, okay, we're gonna they don't see don't it in them. He, right. He's great, trust me. But let's be real. We got lucky to get Kofi. Hell, we got lucky to get Big E. I didn't
1: Kofi. like Big E's title run. Cause telling us you about yeah. to win the belt wasn't exciting. <laughs> that, and then you had, to, yeah, be, it wasn't you had exciting. to be you had to be you had to beat Bobby for it. I didn't like that. So his Yeah. Um I don't know, but we'll
0: Yeah. See no, what happens. The way the way to me it was an appreciation run. It was a thank you run. Thank you for being loyal. Thank you for being sticking with us. But was it a sincere title like here? You you you've earned this now. You know what I'm saying? It didn't feel like that. It didn't feel like it didn't feel like Bobby's. It didn't feel like Kofi's. Mm-hmm. It did feel like Romans, to be truthful. It just felt like, here, here nigga, you've been down here. And he's beloved. You, you, you know, you're
1: tipping. He's beloved. Paul, P- ha- Paul Heyman said he wants to see him ma- main event WrestleMania. Randy Orton said it. Like, they, so he's yeah. beloved back, back. So they really like he, Big
0: E. He is beloved. But it seems like Paul Heyman was his biggest, one of his biggest fans. I mean, he still is. But now, like, now my worry is what's going to happen when, you know, he comes back. Mine's still. Right. I'm scared, like how, I'm scared for him. He... I'm, I'm, I'm scared for him in the sense of are they going to book him in a way that he should be booked or are they going to book him in a mid-card role? You know, that's, I, that's, that's my fear.
1: They already threw him back in the mid-card after he lost the belt. They put him right back in. He said to himself, he said, yeah. I didn't – I didn't think I was going to go back being with the new day. He said, I didn't foresee that. So he's going back mid-card. Yeah. There's no, it's no way around it, but you know,
0: yeah. but and that's I, I
1: would like to say thank you for coming on and do this with me. Um, I appreciate your, I know you're a even bigger wrestling fan than me because I fell off. I'm, I'm a farewell fair weather wrestling fan at this point. I watch it when I want to watch it. Royal Rumble WrestleMania. That's about it. Um, So I appreciate your your time and your energy, man. I know uh, you're someone I can count on when I want to talk about this. Um, So I just want to say thank you. I really appreciate it.
0: Hey, man, you're welcome, man. Anytime you want to talk about it, I'm
1: here. Yeah, man, we definitely going to have to figure out what we want to talk about on part two because there's some other things like I want to talk about, you know, our history of of wrestling you know what was our favorite time and things of that nature man so what's more stuff we got to do man we got to get our other homie on here too man i haven't reached out to him but uh he actually he ain't been online in a while either i ain't seen him in a minute
0: who uh Megzron? yeah oh yeah you've been busy with work and you know kids and right. you know family life right because so, he he, I, he got he got some things he's working on yeah he has got
1: his own podcast right yeah 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 I thought he did I thought he did so yeah man so like I said I appreciate it man uh stay stay mindfully healthy and free man like hey man I I know I enjoy every day homies anytime you want to talk or another outlet man I'm here for you I'm I'm a person who had a therapist for three years so I know how important it is to just have an outlet and right. someone to speak to man so just stay healthy mentally man and Continue to take care of them kids, cause you sound like you got a letter over there, a letter.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a gang on. I gotta, I got, I tell my wife, man, we gotta, we got a rotation. Man. Oh wow, we got a playoff rotation. The kids, mm. yeah, man, it's, it's seven, so i got my starting five and i got two coming off the bench that's
1: how i look at it you almost you got you could play half court (laughs) three on three at this point dog
0: yeah i mean once once kids start to be able to yeah we definitely could
1: okay okay well like i said man i appreciate it uh i'll let you know when it's coming out. i usually put them out on fridays but i'm not gonna stay up and edit it tonight so i'll let you know when it's coming out man and uh like always, man, I look forward to the conversations that we had and the things that you know you got going and I going on, and we and we just share them, man. So just stay positive and uh, you good people. So I appreciate you.
0: Oh man, thank you, man.
1: I, I, I'm gonna stay up though, and we're
0: gonna stay in contact, man.
1: Definitely, definitely, man. Especially since we not far in proximity either, man. But like I always end up my all my podcasts, man. Stay COVID safe. Wear your mask if you want to, and eat more chicken. Will do, man. All right, peace.